All right. Welcome to the 290 Mo Podcast. I appreciate your time. If you could, introduce yourself to my viewers and listeners. For sure. It's your girl, PK, a.k.a. Pretty Kitty, a.k.a. The Preacher's Kid, a.k.a. Miss Sauce All On Me. You know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Represent for BGS Entertainment, Grand Mingler the Brand. You know what it do. Okay, okay. So, um... Appreciate your time. Definitely understand how valuable time is for a person in your position. So we're gonna get straight to the point, starting from the top. Um, where you grew up? Um, I grew up a little bit everywhere. I, mean, I was like born, half raised in like Maywood, Bellwood, and then from now, you know what I'm saying, moved to the city, and then. You know how the city is, then move back to the birds, you know what I'm saying? But a little bit everywhere, you know what I'm saying? K-Town, stayed out south, Inglewood, but heart definitely west side. Okay, okay. And I heard you mention Maywood, and even though it's technically a suburb, I got a best friend from Maywood, and I remember, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 30, and the first time I told my mother, like, yeah, I'm finna go to Maywood, she said, what they call that? Myrtlewood. Yeah, so, the woods, baby. So, the so how, how was it growing up in, in these different areas, you know what I'm saying? Did you experience a lot of different things, or did you have a pretty much, you know what I'm saying, a straightforward raising? Um, being in the burbs definitely was different, you know, from city life, stuff like that. Um... Like you said, it, it was parts and areas in, in Maywood, Bellwood, that, you know what I'm saying, it was still like being in the city because, you know, most was moving from the city to the burbs. So you still got the same people. Like they say, you can take the person out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the person. Exactly. So, you know what I'm saying, that. But um, it, it was pretty decent, you know what I'm saying. My moms and pops just, you know, wanted some more opportunities for me, so. But oh. it, it, it's cool Okay okay So So we We in the music and stuff now But before you got to the music Growing up What was your Your dreams and aspirations Was it always to be Some type of artist Or did you want to be A doctor A lawyer what, 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 Talk to me about that Um I always wanted to do Music Um Like my pops He was a rock and roll artist He was actually Signed to Chess Records That was you know Started here Um In Chicago Um and from there, just seeing him on the road, just seeing him doing his thing, um, that that's all I wanted to do. Uh, my father, he's actually a preacher. So the PK kind of originated from Preacher's Kid. Mm-hmm. So even like when he became a minister, like he was singing gospel. Um, so just even though, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, singing praises and stuff to God and everything, it was still, you know what I'm saying, a form of of a performance of being an entertainer mm-hmm. so just seeing that you know growing up you want to do that mm-hmm. and that's that's crazy you say that because i've talked to a handful of artists who got their start inside the church in some shape form or fashion and a couple of them actually started you know what i'm saying in christian music was that something you started in too was it always you know what i'm saying hip-hop or or the genre that you do now um, it, it started there. Um, actually when like my pops got his own church, it was kind of hard to find musicians. So he sent me to school and I learned how to play the piano, the organ, the drums, a little bit of the guitar. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like at 11, 12, like I'm teaching like choirs, you know what I'm saying? Sing alto, soprano, tenor, you know what I'm saying? Um, I had trained some others, you know what I'm saying? To play the drums and stuff like that. 
And, like, I started, you know, making my own kind of little songs and things like that. Um, I would, like, you know, the older crowd, they would never really recognize it. But, like, cousins and stuff like that doing services, I started playing, like, maybe an R&B song or a little hip-hop track, you know, doing the offering while everybody walking around and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, it just, it kind of, you know, combined all together. But music is, it's been my entire life. I don't, I don't know nothing else. Okay, okay. You definitely time to be able to play all them instruments. I couldn't even play the reader in grammar <laughs> school. So, so with all them instruments that you that you dabbled in, do you still mess with any other instruments? And what was your favorite one? Um, I still play the piano and the organ um, here and there, just kind of like at home, just to you know keep the fingers you know active. Um, I probably say the drums. Um, I don't know, maybe just, you know, at times when mad is a good way to get out your aggression. You just beating, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Can get all that. But um, even though, like, the piano and the guitars and the bass, they kind of, you know, carry the melodies and stuff like that. Like, that rhythm, like, I don't know if it's, you know, something the ancestors was talking to me. You know, it's a lot of drums in Africa and all that kind of stuff. So. I would have to definitely say like the drums. It's just you you can't you carry the beat of it. You carry the rhythm of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was definitely my favorite. Okay, okay, that's definitely dope. So you go from playing the instruments, you know what I'm saying, in the church, all these different instruments. When did you start putting lyrics to the to the music? And what was your if you could remember what was your first like subject matter about? Uh. Um, maybe around high school, um, I actually, like, was in poetry, too, so it was, like, um, it was real dope, you know what I'm saying, seeing, like, a couple of, like, my classmates and stuff like that, and, um, I believe her name was, like, Dina Spencer, so she was, uh, part of this group, and, um, like, you, I, I seen, you know, hip-hop artists as far as females rapping and stuff like that, but, like, actually seeing one directly um, in front of me in class just started freestyling. They was rapping, doing their songs. It was like, okay, I think I think I can do this. So, you know what I'm saying? Some of the raps and stuff, well, the poems I was putting together, I started, you know, when I'm saying it as if it was a tempo, you know, behind it to kind of, you know, get in tune with it. And from there... I just went crazy after that. Mm, if you could remember what age was this and what was you talking about? Uh, maybe like around 15. Okay, okay. Like that. And the first one, uh, I think like, I was, what was I talking about? I was just trying to say that I could do it. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm, I could be one of the best kind of kind of thing. So it was... It was just filling it out, and you know what I'm saying. The first couple of ones, I test them out on people and stuff, and like they was kind of feeling them in the beginning. But uh, shout out to my cousin Shiny. Um, like I would go, you know what I'm saying. Boom, cause I got this rap, you know what I'm saying, spiritual, and she like, yeah, but uh, you 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 getting now, you know what I'm saying, so. It, it it was all love and that thing, and I just I just kept getting better, you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. So with you playing all these different instruments and and now putting lyrics to it, who was you listening to? Who would you say was an inspiration? I know you mentioned your father, but outside of that, you know what I'm saying? We was watching MTV and stuff like that. Who was your favorite artist? Who would you say you you looked up to in the game, if if any? 
Ah, uh, I see. When I first started, like, well, I ain't gonna say first started because I was listening to everything. But as far as like hip hop music, um, think my biggest inspiration has been Missy, Missy Elliott. Like, she came out crazy. She came out with her own sound and style. And then you seen her and Timberland, you know, doing the music and the beats and stuff like that together. And that was just like. And then, too, um, you know what I'm saying, when she started, she lost a lot now, but, like, when she started, like, you know what I'm saying, she was, you know, a a big girl. So, it was like, you didn't see too many, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. out there, you know what I'm saying, that size or whatever. So, it was like, yeah, that's, that, that, she the one, she the one. Okay, okay. So, if you can, talk to me, do you remember the exact instinct? It was like, all right, I can play the instruments, you know what I'm saying, I'm putting lyrics to pads. What made you take the step to go into a studio to creating projects and stuff like that, dude? Um, uh, my homie, uh, his name, uh, well, his name Booney. Uh, at the time, he was going by Young Gun, and um, like it was out west. He moved out south, and he moved next door uh, to a group called uh, Big City and Slim G. And, like, he had started working with them, doing music, and he was like, man, come through, cuz, cuz, like, we would do little stuff in the basement, just tape recorder, you know what I'm saying, be playing in the background, start rapping, he's like, man, come on, come on, you know what I'm saying, over here, they got it, and, you know what I'm saying, freestyle for them, woo, woo, and I went over there, and it was like, from that point, it's like, once I started seeing, like, the guy's reaction, like, dang, she hard, she went, you know what I'm saying, she went crazy, it was like, yeah, come on. They was like, you know, come to the studio, come cool with us. Woo woo. So once I went, like I, that was it from there. <laughs> okay, and from that point, did you always take it serious from the jump? Cause I always hear artists start like I've been. I was rapping for so long before I actually started taking it serious. So was it was it always taking it serious from from when you started recording, or did you still was you still just dabbling with it? I was taking it serious. I still just had to decide whether or not. I was just gonna do rap. If I was gonna sing, do both of them, be a musician. It was still trying to figure out how I was gonna integrate who I was and who I was becoming. But I had always took it serious. Like any opportunity, anything that came along, boom, I'm there. Yeah, I come through. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I wasn't denying anything. I wanted it. Okay, okay. Was you just dropping singles? Was you working on projects? Was you ever in a group? How was how was that like? Um, my first, uh, kind of like set up, um, um, met a guy through a friend and his brother, he had a whole studio and everything set up. And, um, at the time it was called the Diesel Records. And, um, like he came through, he heard me and was like, well, y'all slide through the studio. My brother got one. We trying to build up, you know, this whole label and everything. And, you know what I'm saying? It kicked off. I was, you know what I'm saying? The only female. Everybody else was guys, you know what I'm saying? Everybody else was groups. And from there, because, um, like, he drove a bread truck at night. Um, so it was like once we would try to come, he tired and stuff like that. So he started showing me how to use Pro Tools, how to, you know what I'm saying, make the beats through there and everything. So at that point, once he saw I got comfortable with it, like, he'll let us in, he go to bed, and I'm down there, you know what I'm saying, recording myself, recording the other guys that was there, everything. So it was like... Okay, yeah, this is this 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 for me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That you get that feeling all over, yeah. This this is me, this this what I'm doing. 
So, so you mentioned making beats. Is that something that you still do? Yeah. Today. Mm-hmm. And did playing the piano help you that? Cause I, I know I, I dabble with the beat making the MIDI key. I be man, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna get some loops, man. So is that something that, that that went hand in hand? Yeah, yeah. It definitely went hand in hand. It definitely helped. You know, especially knowing how to play the drums and the piano. Um, you know more about rhythm, time, and tone, you know what I'm saying, keys, notes. I hear a lot of people, they make beats, but then it's like maybe the sample they had or the note they was trying to play, they in two different keys, and it's like it could be there, but you know what I'm saying, when you got that ear and stuff for music, like, and that's how I was trained. That's how I was taught by ear. Like, I can read music a little bit, but um, I went to a school in Oak Park called Doralyn Music Academy, and... Like, that's how, you know, he would play something now, you know what I'm saying, what you hear, I'm playing it back, and mm-hmm. that's how I just learned from that. Okay, okay. Um, Getting to more into PK, I know you, you mentioned it started as Preacher's Kid, and now it's Pretty Kitty, so is it still, um, is it was it a switch, or is it more like a double entendre, where you use both of them, what's, what's, what's the deal to that? I kind of now use both of them. Um, but when it started, uh, because, like I said, who I was, PK, it was just, like, it just felt, you know, right. So I was going with Preacher's Kid. Um, I had got, like, a manager, and she was more so, like, uh, shout out Cherry Raps. Um, she was uh, more like, uh, we need something that's kind of a little bit more sellable. And so that's where we came up with the concept for Pretty Kitty. And um, I started using that from there on out. Probably since like, like twenty, ooh, what about twenty fifteen, sixteen? I started using the pretty kitty term, and like it built up from there. You know, saying it was something playful, it was very sellable, and um, that that's just been it. So. Okay. Okay. So, talk to me about being a female in an industry that's mostly dominated by men. Was that something that that you find yourself have to deal with more, or is it, or is it you just fit in because of your personality? Um, in some cases, I think I kind of just fit fit in because of my personality, but a lot of cases, like they try you guys, they 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 try you to to the max. And it's like you have to kind of build up an extra, you know, t- exterior to, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to, you know, treat me in any kind of way. But uh, it's definitely it's definitely hard, and especially for a lot of them. And even though just industry-wise it's sex sales, but a lot of times I feel like females have to sell that so they can get, you know, that certain attention. Because mm-hmm. in their mind and with certain ones that they deal with, like... That's it, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't giving up some of your body, showing your body, any of that, you know, we don't want you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's why it's like one of those things I really worked hard on my craft as far as like writing because it was like, okay, well, no, I ain't got that type of figure body that they looking for. And I wasn't really to do, you know, any of the other stuff, you know what I'm saying, to get into a certain position. So it's like, okay, I'm finna give you these bars as hard as I can, and y'all gonna pay attention to me without me having to, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, especially now, like, you know what I'm saying, this big girls, they they shaking it, they showing it, whatever, it don't matter. Mm -hmm. But, you know what I'm saying, it's like, I didn't want that, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I play around with it, like I said, with the pretty kitty and all that kind of stuff, but... It was like I don't I didn't want that to be my focal point. Right, right, and I definitely understand because me personally, not 
I don't listen to many female rappers, but the ones I do, you know what I'm saying, they they really don't even, you know what I'm saying, sexualize it. You know what I'm saying? As far right. as like Young and May, I think she one of the dopest female artists yeah. I've ever heard. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and they don't get her enough attention. Exactly, exactly. But the the rap, you know what I'm saying? When people ask me, that's my top female recording artist in the industry, if you ask me, you know what I'm saying? Over like the the uh the hot spice lady. To me, I just think that shit hot garbage. <laughs> hot garbage. Like, I I'm, get her a little credit because I have like went and checked out like some of her other music and okay. she does you know have a few songs that's you know with a topic speaking about life things that she done went through, but of course you know that's the day and age now if it pop and blow up on TikTok you know what I'm saying that's the main one you gonna hear you know mm. what I'm saying, so you know she got everybody calling the nigga a munch so <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> Okay, okay. So so now you pretty much on the ground running. So if you can talk to me about your creative process. I know you mentioned writing, so are you going to the studio with with a notepad full of raps? Are you punching in and out? Are you freestyling? What's your creative process like? Um, creative process, uh kinda start off, you know, depending if I know like it's I set a set a set a set <laughs> a time, like to, you know what I'm saying, like writing stuff like that. I might, you know, get a little joint, get a little drink, you know what I'm saying, vibe out, let the beat talk to me, you know what I'm saying, and go from there. Um, a lot of times, by the time, if I'm going to a studio, because I kind of record myself sometimes, depending on um, the sound that I'm looking for, but, like, when I go to the studio, by the time I hit the studio, it's like, it's done, and I'm, I mainly have it memorized, because I'm in there, I'm about business, boom, we finna knock this out, boom, knock out the next one. Depending on how the song is created, I might, you know, just go straight through it or I do punch-ins, you know what I'm saying? It kind of nowadays, like, it used to be a thing like, yeah, one take, you, ooh, that, that was all, like, rappers was about. Like, I'm finna do this in one take. But everybody punch in now. Everybody, you know what I'm saying, do a little of this and a little of that. So, um, it just depends on the vibe and stuff like that. But most of my process, it starts at home or... I listen to beats in the car, like a lot of main major ones that everybody love. It was while I was riding, cause you know what I'm saying. I'm riding, I'm in the groove, I'm feeling good. You know what I'm saying. One of them drives on Lakeshore Drive. You just you looking at the city, you see the lights, and it's like, oh yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. So uh, that that's kind of my process. It, it just depends on what's going on. Okay, okay. So from preacher's kid to pretty kitty, who would you say you make music for? Um. Oh, I would say ones that like to party, have a good time, you know, something you can vibe to, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got a little liquor in you, so you want to talk your little shit, you know what I'm saying? So I I, I, I say I kind of make fun music when I started because, you know, I was just out running the streets and stuff like that, you know, started off with a little trap. Little gangster, little, you know what I'm saying? Little razzle dazzle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, nigga, don't let me catch you, you know what I'm saying? You might still hear a little bit now, you know what I'm saying? But uh, at this point, like, just fun, because, I mean, a lot of the other stuff right now, it it, it, it it just leads into some other mess. And not that, you know what I'm saying, scared, but I do got a lot to lose. So right. I'm not finna put that on the line just for. Some little, you know what I'm saying, Twitter beef, a little song, sneak diss, you know what I'm saying, whatever. So, I make fun music. 
Okay, that's definitely dope, and I definitely understand, man, having something to live for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people act like they don't, you know what I'm saying, and it's tragic when, when something happens, so I definitely commend you on that. So I got a few more questions before I get you out of here. So um, you, you got your hands in so many aspects of the creative process as far as the music, the writing. If you had to pick one aspect out of all that, what would you say your favorite thing about making music is? Mm. I'll probably say performing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like I like being on the stage. I like entertaining. Um I like, you know, seeing you know, by the time that your the, the verse kick in, you know, folks already know the words and they, you know, singing them harder than you are. So um creating it, the thought process, recording and all that, like that's fun, but once I see the outcome of it, that's what, like, really gets me going. Because as artists, you know, we, we put a lot into everything. So, and that's just, like, anybody else, somebody that cooks or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Once you're done with the meal and you're serving it to somebody, you want to see that look on their face or them, you know what I'm saying, rubbing their stomach. You don't want to see no the, in the garbage right, can. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you can give somebody a taste sample and they, Mm, 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 okay, you know what I'm saying? You you don't be wanting that. So when it's like it's a good feeling when you can put it together, you know, put in this hard work and you see people they enjoy and they vibe with it. So that that's probably the the, the best part of it for me. Okay, and 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 what's what I hear and what I see a lot, you know what I'm saying? With artists, it, it might be a little stage fright involved. Did growing up being on stage in the church help you with that? Was you always have a, have a stage presence? Cause even I seen you perform at Determined Radio, and as soon as the music came on, it was it was business time. So, <laughs> had to was that something you had to develop, or something that you naturally came into because of your background? Um, it's something that still developing. Like it doesn't. You never. Well, at least for me, I feel like like you never get to a point where you actually like that comfortable. Like as long as I've been doing it, being in front of the church, getting up, singing, doing solos, playing, whatever. Like, I can still now, to this point, get to a function. By the time it's ready for me to go, like, my stomach can start feeling a certain way. And I'm my like, spaghetti. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, is it, is they go, you know what I'm saying? Like me, is they going, you know, what's going to happen? Or, you know what I'm saying? I can't lie. You know, you see other performers, not like a jealous kind of thing or intimidating. But, like, you sitting there like, damn, they good. Like, they really good. So now my nerves is like, uh... Uh, uh, what I'm gonna do? What I'm gonna do? Let me you know what I'm saying. Then, like a lot of times, people will see me out and they like, oh, she was just sitting there. But the whole time, like I'm in my head, like anxiety is like kicking in. So I'm just trying to just really just let me calm down. Let me be cool. Get yourself together. You got this. You got this. But um, yeah, it's it, it's still in some occasions. By the time I hit that stage, I I zoned out. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Once I start going, it's like, this is what you wanted. This is what you asked for. This is what you prayed for. This is what you dreamed of. This is, you know what I'm saying? So, don't get scared now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like they, like they, the old folks say, it's either you piss or get off the pot. Right. <laughs> okay. So, so from just doing my research, I've seen that you, you won contests and, and with your singles and all that. So, if you could, what would you say your highlight of your career has been to this point? Personally, um, I would say um, actually first getting my first billboard and then it being in New York in Times Square 
you know what I'm saying, on Broadway, like those, you know what I'm saying, when you, well, at least for me, when I decided to become an artist, like those are the things that I'm, I'm reaching for. So when you see it in real time, like, like I just, when I went to New York, like I was just grinning the whole time because it's like one of them things like you can't believe, like you be dreaming. Like I said, it's a dream you chase it, and when those dreams start coming true, like reality, real time, it's just like, man, this, this is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So definitely getting the billboard in New York, Times Square. That that I would say right now, that's the highlight. It definitely is, and just keep you know pushing for whatever else can come along with it. Okay, okay. So, so um. Let me ask you, if you don't mind, let me ask you about your support system. I know you mentioned, you know what I'm saying, doing your thing with the babies and, and your father being in music as well. What's your support system like? Do they support what you're doing? Are they listening to your music? Are you letting your children listen to your music? What's, what's that like? Um, the music I make now, yeah, I let my kids listen to it. It says it's more fun music now. Um, some of the earliest stuff they said because it was, you know, out there. Oh, had them listening to that, but um, as far as my parents' support, yeah, definitely um, one of my father's uh, top songs. Uh, um, he was with the group called The Radiance, and it's called Don't Make You. And I actually had uh, Corey Ether, shout out Ether on the beat. He remixed it for me, so I'm doing a song after that, you know, to commemorate as far as with my dad and everything. Um, you know, family, they be kind of so-so because... Everybody knows how much it takes to, you know what I'm saying, get to this point and, and be in this industry and all the involvement and stuff like that. But, like, once they saw that, too, me getting to New York, doing the trips, winning the stuff, the support became more. Um, it started off kind of finicky with, you know what I'm saying, a few cousins and stuff like here and all that. For whatever reasons, you know, some be jealous, some just ain't sure, you know what I'm saying, what it is that you're doing. But, like... Once I start, they saw the consistency. They start seeing the progression. They start seeing the elevation. Like, um, it still ain't fully like everybody, but you know what I'm saying? I do have a good core, you know what I'm saying, that keeps me motivated. That That's like, yeah, okay, cool, woo, woo. If I need to make any moves when, um, like, my kids was younger, yeah, we'll babysit them, whatever, you know, things like that. So, it's it, it's good right now. Could it be better? Sure, sure. But it's a, it's a good start because I know some people, they don't have anything at all. all right. So, you know what I'm saying? Well, to have that, it's, it's good. So I, I appreciate those that, that rock with me. Thank y'all. Okay, okay. Just a couple more questions. I'm going to let you get back to the business. So okay. um, we met, we talked about your, your immediate support system. So how do you go about promoting yourself and, and getting yourself out to others and gaining new fans for people who might not know KP? Um, having some type of merch um, is always good. Got to stack back on, you know what I'm saying? But having cards, pluggers, flyers, things like that. Um, social media is good. You just got to know, you know what I'm saying, what it is and which platform. How you post on Facebook might not actually get people engaged how you do on Instagram and you know what I'm saying what you do on Instagram it might be so so but you put it on TikTok and pff, it go crazy so um, 
I just um, I pay attention to that algorithms, my insights and all that. But uh, how we was chopping it up earlier, um, I got into um, getting um, a PR manager, which is promotion and marketing manager. Shout out Black Widow. Um, and like she she does everything for doing the, the blast emails, getting the billboards, getting to certain places and you it helps, you know, you find your target audience, the people outside of, you know what I'm saying, like you said, the immediate family that and friends that might support to that you actually gain fans, people that's gonna, you know, them die hard ones crazy, they waiting on your stuff, they you know what I'm saying, they they got the notification bell set, you know what I'm saying, for their reminders and things like that. So I, I invested in that, you know. A lot of artists they think, you know, investing is you know the clothes or the fits and the jewels and all that type of stuff and all that looks good but if ain't nobody seeing you you know what I'm saying then what what's that so instead of me taking 300 to you know what I'm saying go get maybe some more shoes or invest in a chain I'm I'm giving it to her and she finna run this campaign over here and she finna do this over here and chop it up with these you know what I'm saying A&Rs over there to give me to the next level so um, I just make sure that I invest in the, in the right places, get these ads going, get these campaigns going, and get it out there to the people. Okay, okay. And if you don't mind me asking, how did you make that connection? Was that something that you already knew about the music? Like, I need to get a PR manager. Did y'all bump heads somewhere? How did y'all get, make that relationship? Well, actually, it started uh, with an artist developer named Gigi Miller. Um, I hear her name a lot. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of people think artist development, like I said, is about clothes and how you look. But she does art, artist business development. And that's what she, she teaches you about the paperwork, everything behind the scenes. Having your copyrights, having your songs registered and all that type of stuff. And a lot of things because, oh, I, I put it in DistroKid or I did, you know what I'm saying, I put my name on ASCAP or whatever, or BMI, that that's it. But, like, she teaches you, like, it's 16 ways to get bread off of one song. And there's so many companies and stuff like that that you got to sign up for and register with so that you get these papers. A lot of people, they just want to go and run sign a label, but that's how they take a lot of your money because now they're doing all this back paperwork that you didn't want to do. So learning that, you know what I'm saying, how to first protect my music and then you need to market and promote it, then that's how I came across uh, Black Widow with her doing her work and you know what I'm saying I, I tested it out you know being a little skeptical and like once I saw how things was changing like how networking where my music was going who was hearing it started getting fans and followers and I'm like okay this is what I'm looking for you know what I'm saying so um I like I said those two connections is and how we were speaking earlier about females in the game a lot of guys they do a lot of stuff but a lot of my 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 biggest accomplishments and success and stuff, I was working with females. So shout out Gigi Miller, shout out Black Widow, Megan on Facebook, both of them, you know what I'm saying? Y'all can look them up, find them, and you know what I'm saying? Get, get yourself together, get to that next level. Okay, okay. That's definitely dope to have somebody, you know what I'm saying, that's genuinely pushing you, you know what I'm saying, who know the business. Gigi Miller actually got a class coming up. If I could get off the slave, I'm almost that better. Definitely, and, definitely. Uh, I actually had started doing a documentary with her too, following her around engagement she did. I've been with Gigi for maybe almost eight years now. 
Okay, that's definitely dope. How the how how documentary coming along? It's something good. We got a couple episodes out. I'm gonna be there for the uh for the summit that she's doing and recording, getting you know some more you know because we're making it you know kind of a, a lifelong thing as long as it's going. You know what I'm saying not just a one kind of moment thing, but uh, it, it's going good and, and I learned a lot from her. You know mm. what I'm saying so. It, it, it definitely, definitely is worth investing in with with both of them. Yeah, definitely got to invest in yourself, man. Cause, yeah. cause if you don't, who else will? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, <laughs> a lot missed that part. You know what I'm saying? It, it takes, you know what I'm saying? Like they say, it take money to make money. Of course. And it's no difference in this industry. And like I said, yeah, getting the top quality videos and going to the top studios, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's good, but. If you go on and you know what I'm saying your music not registered and somebody steal it, then you done lost all this money. You you invested it on this side, but you know what I'm saying you don't want to invest on this side. You 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 kind of got to do both. Like um, an example, um, like I got my stuff copywritten and it's like it's it's a small little case right now, but um, one of my songs counted me out with Corey and Sinatra's. Um, it's a phrase where, where I kick it off. I'm like, energy, energy, energy. I need it all. Give me energy. And uh, my homie Damo, Big Boss Damo, he hit me up the other day. Like, I was just getting ready to ask you about that. Yeah, he's like, man, I just heard something in this sound just like yours. And I'm like, okay, send me the, you know, the link. Listen to the song. Buddy on that energy, energy, energy. Then he say something different, but it's the same flow and all that type of stuff. And... There's actually a guy, um, Gigi has a group chat where a lot of the artists talk with each other. And um, he actually had just um, got into it with Cardi B's uh, team because her song, If It's Up, like, he played it for us. And I'm talking about exactly, except for her words being different in some of the verses, like, exactly a copy of it. Mm. So it's like once you have the understanding that Gigi teaches you as far as copywriting, sound recording, and things like that, when these bigger artists try to take your work, now you can actually go and, you know what I'm saying, bam, I'm going to take you to court because you stole my intellectual content. And a lot of people, a lot of artists, if you sit there and say that, okay, yeah, somebody stole my intellectual content, they sitting there like, well, what's that? The song, man, the idea, the flow, just the flow of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, those are things like GG teaches you and stuff like that, but it, it's out there. So you gotta, you know, know how to protect yourself and your music. Like I said, you invested in all this other stuff and then to see somebody just take off with your work, you'll be like, Like Man. it was for nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. All right. So far, I let you go. What, what's the goal? What's the end game to all this? What, what do you hope to, to gain from the music? And at, at the end of the day, when you sit in your rocket chair, grandkids, grand, great grandkids, what do you hope to get out of it? What is it going to look like? A, a record label, platinum plaques? What, what do you hope to, to get out of this game? Um, Well, as far as like being like actually signed to a record label, unless it's a certain deal that they have, knowing what I know and what I've learned, I'm, that that's not like a... a, a a ultimate goal because like these record labels they they ran through you know what i'm saying um but you know what i'm saying money right time and right you know what i'm saying situation right then you know yeah I, i'll go for it but right now it's just continuing to make music um and making music that you know what i'm saying 
people want to listen to, they play, and it's just that residual income coming in where I can start stacking that and put that to the side for my kids. Like I said, next generation, their kids, their kids, you know, going on. And, yeah, to be able, I, I enjoy always, you know, listening to my pops talking about, yeah, I did this and I did this and I went here. And, you know what I'm saying, I'm doing a lot of those things. So getting a chance to travel because of your music, getting a chance to meet different people, how folks, you know what I'm saying, say, come to you and, like, that song really, you know, touched me. That song really changed my life. You know, those kind of points like that, like, yeah, those those are the points that, you know what I'm saying, get me excited stuff. Said outside of being on stage, like, I had someone inbox me the other day, just, like, all the way from Australia. It's like, man, I wish you could be out here. And I'm like, uh, work on building it up, y'all. Fly me out. You know what I'm saying? Fly <laughs> me out, baby. Let's go, man. And I'm going to go over there and, and, like, clown. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, it, it's stuff like that, that 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 makes me, you know what I'm saying, keep pushing it going. And for me, that's end result. As long as I can do it, I'm, I'm going to keep going. That's definitely dope. Okay, so before you go, let the people know what you got going on now, what you got coming up next, where they can find the music, where they can get up with you, all that. Well, you can find me on all streaming platforms, all social media platforms, any platform at Pretty PK Kitty. You put it all together, Pretty PK Kitty. And you, know what I'm you just Google it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take you right there. Make sure everything is set up. Um, as far as things coming up, I got a couple of singles that um, I'm about to drop with Dirty Eagle, Jessica Black, Armani K. Um, you know what I'm saying? Some few more in the works here and there. Um, Holly D. Bars. Um, that's all like going to be an album coming out. I got another one coming out at the beginning of the year. It's mostly going to be me. Um, working on my own vlog called It's Your Girl. You know what I'm saying? And just getting out more shows, doing more interviews and stuff like this, you know, so the people can, you know, hear me, see what's going on. Um, hopefully taking some more trips, like, to New York. Uh, I was supposed to go to Texas um, again this year, but I had hurt my foot. I had went last year. Um, so, like, just getting more, you know, shows on the road and stuff like that. Um so yeah, y'all stay tuned, you know what I'm saying? Subscribe, hit the bell, hit the like button, share, tell a neighbor, tell a friend, tell your mama I got clean versions of songs. Um. You know what I'm saying? Tell granny, tune in, you know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, that's that that's it. Okay, okay. And I'd just like to say before you go, ever since the first time I met you was at the Terminal Radio and ever since then I always see and hear you. You know what I'm saying? No matter what I'm doing, what platform I'm on. So you definitely going in the right direction. So I appreciate your time coming through, talking yes. to the people. I love to have you back. Anytime. And, Anytime. And enjoy the rest of your day. All right, for sure. All right. Love.